I want us to get our hearts ready uh, to hear from God. And so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray. But man, what if you did something with me here today? What if you asked right now, what if you prayed and just on your own without me leading you for about 10 or 15 seconds, what if you genuinely went to God and you just said, God, whatever you want to say to me, say it because I'll hear it. God, get me ready for whatever you want me, to, want me to hear today. Get me ready for whatever you want me to say today. I think so many times, man, we can just get in the rut of church and, hey, we're singing songs and it's another sermon and then, boom, we can go out and we can go back and we'll do it again next week. And we forget that we are singing about the one true and living God and God might want to speak to us here. Right? And, and, it, and we, can get, we can just walk in and we're so filled with distractions and we're so filled with all kinds of things and our week's been crazy and all kinds of stuff and our hearts are filled with everything and there's no room for God to break through. And so what if for the next 10 or 15 seconds you on your own went to God and said, God, if there is something in the way, break through with that. God, if there is something distracting me, uh, God, help me to hear from you. Whatever you want me to hear today, whatever you want to say to me, I want to hear it. I, I, and, and I will do whatever you ask. And so, so let's just get our hearts ready to hear from God, man. The, the worst thing that we could do is to do this every week and say, well, that's nice, and none of us are changed. Amen? Right? The worst that we can ever do is we come and, well, that was a good song. I thought what he said there that one time was good. And we just live the same. We're not different, and, and we don't know whether or not we really met God when the church got together. Man, let's not do that. Let's not have church that way. And so, God, whatever you want to do, do it. Whatever you want to say, say it. And so I'm going to pray, but I'm going to give you about 15 seconds for you just to pray on your own uh, and just express that to God. God, get me ready. Whatever you want to say, say it, because I want to hear. All right? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? Let's pray. God, that, that is our prayer. Our prayer is, God, that whatever you want to say, we would hear it. The, the worst thing that could possibly happen for every single person in this room today is that we come and you were trying to get our attention and you wanted to speak and we just missed it. And we missed it because we were thinking about something that happened this past week or something coming up this week or we were thinking about uh, some deadline or something that's going to happen a month or so from now. God, we're thinking about something else other than the moment that we're in. And God, you brought us into this moment for a reason. And so God, I pray that you would do whatever you want. And God, you would say whatever you want. God, you can apply what I'm about to say in millions of different ways. And so Jesus, would you just do that? Would you break us of our pride do you forgive us for hearts that love the world more than we love you, God? Would you, would you wake us up to see like we sang over and over this morning, Jesus is enough. There's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. Jesus, you are, you are great. There's no one higher. And God, I pray that our hearts would reflect that today. So God, whatever you want to say, say it. Whatever you want to do, do it. And we will love you for it. And we will give you glory. In your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Hey, how many of you remember in the early 2000s, Verizon had this commercial where it was a guy walking around. I think the dude works for Sprint now, uh, I think. Uh, but he walked around. Remember that commercial? And it was just the guy going over and over. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Do you remember that? 
Um, some of you, some of you don't because you weren't born in the early 2000s, which is weird to me. Um, but I want to show it to you just in case you can't remember. So check this out. This was a big deal back a decade, couple decades ago. So go ahead and roll that uh, clip there, guys, if we can. Go ahead and play it. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? How do you build America's Good. largest wireless network? Can you hear me now? Good. By never being satisfied. Can you hear me now? Good. Until no matter where you go. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Your call goes through. Yeah, and so that was a big deal just a couple, several years ago. Just a dude walking around with a cell phone, can you hear me now? And that guy is still making money off cell phones. I mean, he's still doing something like that. Uh, but just walking around because the reception's poor, signal's poor. Does anybody do that? I mean, does anybody still do that today? I'll be honest, I have to do that. Where I live, there is one spot at my house where my cell phone works, and I'm pretty sure that I have to talk on my cell phone, have one leg in the air, and extend this other arm to try to just get something because if I breathe hard, I drop every call. And there is nothing worse than real, than, there's nothing worse than being on the phone with somebody and you don't know that you've dropped the call, but you are still telling the story and you are 10 minutes into the story and you realize that they dropped the call about a half an hour ago and then you say things that you got to ask Jesus to forgive you for, right? And you call them back and do the same thing all over again, right? I mean, we still say that. Can you hear me now? Are you there? Hello? Hello? And see, The reason that I showed that and we say that because that is a perfect picture, honestly, of the way that a lot of followers of Jesus, the way that a lot of Christians interact with God. A lot of Christians Christians aren't sure how strong the connection is that they have with them and God. And so in their hearts, they are constantly saying, God, can you hear me now? Jesus, are you there? I mean, I mean, think about this for, for one second. Think about this question. I get this asked all the time. Mark, why does it feel like God is a million miles away from me? Because didn't Jesus say, and this is a really good question. You should think about this. Didn't Jesus say, I am with you when? What? You may know? Always. I'm always with you. Well, why are there so many times in the Christian life where he feels like he's a million miles away when he said that he'd be with me the whole time. And you know what? There's honestly, there's a lot of different answers for that. One answer is because of sin in our hearts. Listen, guys, because of sin in our lives, we will never have a perfect experience of God's presence in this life. Now, listen to me when I say this. Man, we can have some deep and strong and intensely powerful experiences of the presence of of God, but because of the reality of sin that's still in every single one of us, we won't have a perfect experience of God's presence until we are in eternity with him forever, all right? And, and another, reason, another reason it might feel like the connection that you have with God drops in and out, right? Some people talk this way, like, I feel God really strongly right now, people say. I felt God really strong in church that day. Or why didn't I feel God today? You know, one of the reasons that God doesn't give you that kind of feeling all the time is because God wants me and you, God wants all of us to learn how to walk by faith and not by feeling. So sometimes God withdraws those feelings so that we can trust him even when we don't feel anything. But in Matthew chapter 13, Jesus tells a story, and you don't have to turn there, that's not where we're going to be. Uh, In just a minute, we're going to be in 2 Timothy chapter 3, so you can turn there, all right? 
But in Matthew 13, Jesus tells a story about why sometimes it's really difficult for you and I to to sense, to recognize the connection that we have from God. And Jesus says there's actually several different things that come into play when you want to hear God. There's actually several different things that come uh, come into play when you and I are coming into the presence of God and trying to hear from God and God wants to commune and, and, and interact with us. Several things try to get in the way and block you and I from experiencing God. So one is the devil. One is the devil. I mean, the devil, every single time you try to get along with God or you try to really worship God in church or whatever, the devil is going to pump you full of lies. The devil's going to tell you that God loves everybody but you. God wants to use everybody but you. God's got a purpose for everybody but you. I mean, the Bible says that Satan prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. How will he devour you? One of the ways he will devour you is he wants to fill you with lies so that you will not believe God. I mean, listen, listen, that happens every Sunday in this church. Did you know that? That the enemy tries to deceive and, dis- and to distract and to lie to people so that when they leave, they say, well, I didn't get anything out of that. The reason you didn't get anything out of that is because the devil wants you to get nothing out of this. But another thing that gets in the way is the world. We talk about the world. We don't mean like physical creation. We talked about that a minute ago. But it's the world system of thinking, the way the world thinks, the way the world thinks that says, hey, you know what? Jesus has saved you and you're going to heaven, but really live for the next vacation. Really live for the next promotion or more money. And so what happens a lot of times is because we're so distracted and stuffed with the world, I can't think about what God wants to do in my life because I'm thinking about what you're putting online. And I've got my life filled with all kinds of other things and God has no room to move in my heart. And when I'm filled with the world, man, what God wants to do in and through my life, so many times when, that, when I'm like that, it just bounces right off of me. And then another reason why it's really hard for us to commune and to hear and experience God's presence is because of sin. What the Bible calls our flesh. And so flesh, the, the temptations that we fight and the doubts that we have, just the flesh, that sinful nature that's still in us. But here's the deal. Make no mistake about it. I want you to hear me today. God wants to connect with you. If you're here today and you are not a follower of Jesus, God loves you and God wants a relationship with you today. Man, if you're not a Christian, you are made with a purpose. I believe that it's a purpose that God brought you here, and God wants to connect with you. God wants a relationship with you, and you don't need to clean up first. You don't need to significantly change your life first. You don't need self-help before you need Jesus. You need Jesus and watch Jesus change your life. Okay? So you come to Jesus however you are today, and if you are a Christian If you're a follower of Jesus, God wants us, God wants our church, God wants you and I to have a deeper experience of his presence in our lives. Let me say it another way. Maybe this will track with you. Let me say it a different way. God wants to speak to you. When was the last time you heard the voice of God? When was the last time, without a doubt, unmistakable, God spoke to you? When's the last time that happened? Sometimes when I I, I lead some discipleship groups in our church and I'm getting together with some people at lunch, one of the ways I open up those lunches or those discipleship groups, I'll ask you, and some of you have been in those groups because I've asked you this question, what's God said to you in the past seven days? See, God wants to speak to you. When is the last time you heard the voice of God for you? 
That you were in a situation and God just spoke right into it. That you were going through something, that you were experiencing some kind of temptation, and God just dealt right with you, right there in the middle of that temptation. When was the last time that you heard the voice of God? Because listen, God wants to speak to you. Say, all right, Mark, well, that sounds awesome. How can I hear the voice of God? We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about that today. So if you've got a Bible, I want you to open up to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. I'm just going to go ahead and read it. Words are probably on the screen behind me. But it says this, all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. See, I need you to know two things today, and listen to me, listen to me, I need you to take notes today. If you've got our app, you can open up the sermon app section and take notes, follow along, but I need everybody to know two things today. Here's the first thing that you've got to know today. You need to know that God has spoken. God has spoken. See, a lot of religions believe that God created the world, and then what God did is basically, you remember how you used to play, say, with a top when you were a little kid? You know, you'd spin it and step back and watch it. That's what a lot of religions believe that God did. God created everything, and then he stepped back, and now he's just watching to see what we do. That's called deism, that God is out there somewhere a million miles away. He doesn't connect with us, and we can't connect with him, but he's watching. The God of the Bible is not like that. See, the God of the Bible has spoken. It says all scripture is what? God breathed. Breathed out by God. So, so here's what that means. That all scripture is inspired by God. It means that at the end of the day, we believe that God wrote this book. Now here's what I know. There's a lot of people here today. And you may not believe that. You, listen, when you're, when you're sitting there, you're, you're listening to what I'm talking, and you're thinking, man, I don't think I believe that this book was written by God. Or, I don't know if I believe that that book was written by God. And if that's where you are today, man, I really need to tell you that you are in a safe place today to ask those kind of questions. You are in a really good place today to ask those kind of questions because, listen, I used to ask those kind of questions. I don't know if the Bible's true. I don't know if God really wrote that. And listen, if you are struggling with that, I would genuinely love to connect with you and talk to you and and talk about why our church, why we deeply believe that the Bible is written by God. So when we say that God wrote the Bible, it doesn't mean that we check our brains at the door and we just assume that we just assume that's true, even though all the evidence points to the contrary. No, 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 listen to me, Summit. There is tons of evidence. There are, there are mountains of evidence to show that the Bible is true, that the Bible is inspired. And we've talked about that. And we've done sermons on that, and I'll be honest with you, because of the lack of time, we are not going to do that today. You can go back, you can go to summithazard.com, and you can find tons of sermons that I've done in our church about why you should believe that the Bible was written by God. But here's what I at least want us to know for right now. I want us to know for right now that God hasn't left us to figure this all out, okay? God hasn't left us to figure out who he is. God hasn't left us alone to figure out how we can know him, how we can be saved, how we can have a relationship with him. God has spoken. And I know it's really popular in the world that we live in to say, well, you know what, I feel like God's like this. 
Well, the God that I believe in wouldn't be like that. Well, the way that I think about God, I don't think that God would do that. Listen, here's the deal. Moses asked God, God, what's your name? God doesn't say back to Moses, Moses, whatever you feel like it is, it don't matter. Just that's it. No, when Moses says, God, what's your name? God says, Moses, my name is I am. God has a specific name. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. Doesn't matter how we feel. Doesn't matter if we think there's a back door. Jesus said something very specific in that moment. And so when we talk about that the Bible is inspired, that all of the Bible is inspired, we mean that all of the Bible is written by God. Listen, and God is God, and God can speak to you however he, God, listen, God is God, and God can speak to anybody however God wants to speak. Amen? Right? I mean, Moses and God talk. Moses, I mean, God uh, consumes a burning bush. There's a story in the Bible where God speaks to a guy through a donkey. I don't know if that donkey sounded like the donkey from Shrek, but God spoke through a donkey. All right? That, I mean, they're, they're, God, God can speak to anybody. God can speak to people through dreams. God can speak to people through visions. God can speak to people through other people. But listen, the main way that we will hear the voice of God is in this book. And God will never violate or contradict this book. No one's experience that anyone ever has is going to go against or contradict this book. In fact, we can even say this, that this book is more certain than any of our experiences. In fact, that's exactly, what, uh, that's exactly what Peter says. In 2 Peter, you don't need to turn there, but in 2 Peter chapter 1 is one of the most amazing passages in the Bible, I think. There's some false teachers going around, and they're saying, listen, you can't listen to Peter. You can't listen to the other apostles and disciples. You can't listen to them because they haven't had any experiences to prove that Jesus really speaks through them. And so Peter, in 2 Peter chapter 1, says, basically, listen, hey, if you want to talk about experiences with God, And then Peter begins to describe to everyone an experience that he had that you can read called the transfiguration. Anybody ever heard of the transfiguration in the Bible? Here's what the transfiguration is. The transfiguration is Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up on a mountain. And Jesus takes them up on a mountain and all of a sudden this cloud comes and this cloud completely consumes them. God begins to speak audibly to Peter, James, and John. Jesus begins to glow so bright that they can't even look at him or else they'll go blind. And Moses and Elijah show up. That is an experience. Right? I mean, if, you are, if, you're, if you're talking to Peter, Peter, this happened at church. Peter, this happened at church. Peter would look back at you and say, bro, Jesus took me, up, took me up on a mountain. He started to glow and Moses and Elijah showed up. Boom. That's what he do. Drops the mic. He walks off. He wins. But then Peter does this. Peter talks about that experience. And in verse 19 of 2 Peter chapter 1, he says something absolutely amazing. 2 Peter chapter 1, Peter begins to talk about the Bible, Scripture, over against that experience. In verse 19, he says this. Literally in Greek, 2 Peter 1.19 translates to this. But we have the more sure, the prophetic word. And the prophetic word that Peter is talking about in 2 Peter 1 is the Scriptures. And so here's what Peter is saying. More than my experience, the Word of God is authoritative. More than my experience, if I want to hear God's voice, I need to open up the pages of this God-breathed book and listen to what God has put on every page. So all Scripture is inspired by God, even the parts that you don't like. Right? All Scripture is inspired by God. Even the parts that our culture tells you and me that it's 2017 and we've progressed beyond those things. That's old, that's archaic, 
that's restrictive, we've moved beyond that. No, even those parts are inspired by God. All Scripture is inspired by God, even the parts that you and I think are boring. Hello? Right? All Scripture is inspired by God, even Leviticus. Right? Even the chapters about what to do with scabs and hairs and goat intestines. Right? Read those with your kids at night. It's amazing. I love what Wayne Grudem says. It's on the screen. Wayne Grudem, he says this, All the words in Scripture are God's words in such a way that to disbelieve or disobey any word of Scripture is to disbelieve or disobey God. That it's that God breathed. This is God's voice on a page. God has spoken. But here's the second thing you've got to understand. Summit, God is still speaking. Amen? Three people are excited that the living God is still speaking. Let's do that again. Summit, God is still speaking. That was better. That's better. That's what we should do. God is still speaking. Hebrews chapter 4 says this book is living and active. Why? Because the author is alive. The author of this book is alive. And watch what this book can do for me. Watch what this book can do for you there. Look at, what, uh, look at what Paul tells to Timothy and to us in verse 16 and 17. This book, it is useful for teaching. This book can teach us things that we don't know. Teach us about God. Teach us wisdom. It can teach us how to walk the Christian life. It can teach us and make us into people that apart from the power of God, we will never be. This book can, look, teach us. This book can, my translation says, reproof us. I had to practice how to say that word because it's a hard word. Your Bible might say rebuke. Who in here by the raising of your hand would say, I love to be rebuked? Nobody. Hey, listen, listen, every time God speaks to you, he's not going to tell you that you're a snowflake and you're special. Every time God speaks to us, he's not going to give us a a participation trophy. All right? Man, there are times when I need God to tell me, Mark, you're wrong. There are things that I do and I need God to say to me, Mark, that's not right. There are things that the world believes and I need God to remind me, Mark, I know this is popular and everybody says do it and they're all wrong. I know that everybody says, Mark, that you're going to be on the wrong side of history. And they're wrong. See, I need God to rebuke me. We need to be rebuked by God. And it hurts to be rebuked by God, doesn't it? It hurts when God shows you your sin, man. It hurts when God puts his finger on you by the Holy Spirit and says, hey, we need to change this. We want to get that out. But look at this. Look at the next word. Not only does the word of God rebuke the word of God, what's the next thing? It corrects. That's awesome. So God doesn't rebuke me and leave me there. God rebukes and he corrects. Listen, if the word of God can bring creation into existence, then the word of God can fix anything broken in your life. Do not underestimate the power of the word of God in your life. Hello? Don't. Listen, listen, the word of God can impact your anxiety. The word of God can speak peace to your depression. The word of God can speak hope to those who are hopeless. The word of God can give purpose. Don't underestimate the power of that book in our lives. And then he goes on to say, and he says this, this book is useful for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every single good work. For everything this is useful, for everything this is helpful, there is nothing more practical, more relevant, more necessary that you and I need than the voice of God in the pages of Scripture in our lives. Nothing. 
In fact, we should so want the Bible. I love what the Bible says about this. Look at this. We should so long for God to speak to us. I should so want to hear God's voice. Psalm 119.72, the law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Psalm 119.105, your word's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Has anybody ever been in a situation you didn't know what to do? Anybody ever been in a situation you didn't think there's a way out? The word of God might not tell you who to marry, and the word of God may not tell you the job to take, and the word of God may not tell you how to make waffles, but the word of God can help you walk with wisdom. And the word of God can bring light to a dark path. I love what Peter says, 1 Peter 2, 2, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. We have, I've got three kids, and all of those kids, just, just like clockwork, when they were babies, I mean, they would wake up and scream and yell and cry and, and, and do a fit until we fed them. They wanted something to eat. Give me some milk, yo. Now, my kids never said that when they were babies, but it would be awesome if any baby would do that. Give me some milk, yo. That'd be awesome. Like newborn infants long for milk, we should long for God to speak to us. I should long for the pages of this book, for what God says here, to get into my heart and to change my life. When is the last time that God spoke to you? Say, Mark, I would love for God to speak to me. I don't know how to do that. I, I, don't, I don't know how to do this. Mark, Mark, this book, is it confuses me. Mark, this book, it's, it's, it's hard for me to understand. Mark, there's, so I, I have more questions than I got answers when it comes to the Bible. And man, listen, I understand that. I, I really do. I really honestly understand that. I have this conversation all the time. I absolutely understand that. Mark, how can I, how can I get into this so that I can really hear God speak to me? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you something really practical, and you can write this down. It's in our app. You can do this, and we're going to put something in our app and in the devotion section every day this week to help you do this. I'm going to teach you SOAP. Everybody say SOAP. SOAP stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, Prayer. Say, I want to hear God speak to me. Awesome. Do some SOAP. So what do we mean? Here's what we mean. First thing you need, scripture. You gotta get into the Bible. You need to start reading it. Say, Mark, I don't know where to start. Listen, God wrote all of it. Pick a place, you won't go wrong. Now, a caveat with that statement, if you are absolutely new to the Bible and you pick Leviticus right out of the, shot, right out of the gate, uh, bro, you're gonna have a hard time. All right, so let's pick something. Pick the Psalms. Pick Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Pick a book like Ephesians. I forgot what I was gonna say. Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Pick something. We have Bible reading plans. We have dozens of them out there on the uh, table there. We have a green book called Seek First. Grab one of those things on your way out today. But get into Scripture. Pick a place and just start reading. How many of you have the Bible on your phone? Raise your hand. Okay. You, right now on your phone, you can get every version of the Word of God available to mankind on your phone for free. Well, the Bible's really hard for me to understand. Awesome. On your phone, get one you can understand. Get an English, get a, read the message, read the contemporary English version. Hey, if you want to read the Bible in Korean, if that floats your boat, bro, you can do it on your phone for free right now, right? But get into Scripture, then observation. Observation just means this, I'm going to read something and I'm going to ask, what is God saying here? Is this a promise from God? Is God showing me something I need to do? Is God rebuking me? What is God saying right here in what I'm reading? And then A is probably the most important part, application. 
what does God want me to do? What, 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 what does God want me to repent of? What does God want me to change? Who does God want me to forgive? What does God want me to do? And then close it out with prayer, praying about what God just spoke to us. God, thank you for this promise. God, thank you that you showed me this thing. God, thank you that you forgive me for the sin that you just pointed out in your word. God, thank you for Jesus and for what he's done for me. But so, you can do that in five minutes a day. Everybody in here can do that for five minutes a day or less or longer. Everybody in here, you can hear the voice of God. Amen? Amen? Would you look at your neighbor and say, you can hear the voice of God? You can. You can hear the voice of God. Here's what, I, here's what people say all the time. I don't have time. You have time to do everything you want to do. Right? You have time to do everything you want to do. I have never had a counseling appointment where somebody came to me and said, Mark, I just don't have time to eat lunch. I'm really struggling. I haven't ate lunch in 27 years. Mark, I don't have time to watch Kentucky basketball. Everybody else watches Kentucky basketball. I've never watched a UK basketball game. You've watched everyone. Why? Because you wanted to. Because you wanted to eat lunch. Here's why. Because you have time to do everything you want to do, right? There is nothing that you and I need more than the voice of God. Nothing. Nothing. I need to watch that game. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to go here. I need to. What I need more than anything else is to hear the voice of God. Here's what we're doing, then we're done. Beginning tomorrow in, the, in our app. If you haven't downloaded the Summit app, go ahead and download it. It's free no matter what your device is. The beginning tomorrow in the devotion section, we're going to put a seven-day devotion in the devotion section of the Summit app to show you how to do SOAP. I mean, that's exactly what it is. And so it's going to be something different every single day just so you can see what it is. I want to challenge our entire church to take at least five minutes to do SOAP every day this week. What are we doing that for? To hear the voice of God. Seven days, every single one of us. If you already have this habit in your life, praise the Lord, you keep going. Mark, I'm going to do that. What do I do at the end of seven days? Keep going. Just keep going. Don't stop because God's not done talking to you. As long as there's air in your lungs, God wants to speak to you. So when we're done with this, you just keep going and you just keep hearing from God. You just keep doing soap all the way through the Bible and see what God says, see what God wants you to do. Pray about it and watch what God does. You can hear the voice of God. Now, here's what we did not do today and then I'm wrapping this baby up. We did not talk about why you and I need to read the Bible today. That's not what we did. That's not what we did at all today. The goal today wasn't, hey, everybody needs to start reading their Bible. And now all of a sudden we have this religious duty and we do that and then we check it off and boom, we're more spiritual. We read the Bible. That is not what we did today. Here's what we did. Today we talked about how there is nothing that you and I need more than to hear the voice of God. Nothing. Nothing. When was the last time God spoke to you? I don't know. You need to know. You need to know. I was thinking this week in preparation for this message. Think about all the voices that are speaking into our lives right now. I mean, you watch the news, and you're, and you're, you're infiltrated with news everywhere, on the radio and 24-hour cable news networks, and, and, and it's on your phone, and there's newspaper. News is everywhere, and that's a voice that speaks into your life. And if that's the only voice that you're listening to, you're probably filled with fear, and you're probably filled with anxiety, and you probably think the world is falling apart. If that's the only voice in your life, if, if news is the biggest voice in your life, I bet you're really scared. Or, or think about social media. 
And we've got thousands and thousands and thousands of people speaking into our lives. There's never been a time where we're so connected than we are right now. And we're, we're getting all of these voices. Did you see who, what so-and-so put on their story? Did you see what so-and-so put on Instagram? Did you see who followed me? Did you see who I blocked? Did you see what I put up on Facebook last night? Did you see what people are talking about online? And we're listening to all these voices. Listen, there is only one voice that can raise the dead. There is only one voice who can bring hope to the hopeless. There is only one voice who, when he spoke, the universe was created. I need that voice in my life. I need to hear that voice every single day. Not once a week on Sunday. Man, I got to hear God talk to me every single day. How? God put his voice on this page. And listen, God can speak however, I want, however he wants. He can use whatever means necessary he wants. But God wants to speak to you right here on the pages of this book. The question is, are we listening? Let's pray. God, I pray that we, that we wouldn't just wrap this up and think, oh, well, we talked about reading the Bible today. No, 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 that's not what we did, God. We talked about how we need to hear your voice. We need God to speak to us. God, we need you to be loud in our lives. Because if you're not loud, the news is. If you're not loud, Facebook is. If you're not loud, Snapchat is. If you're not loud, our boss is, our manager is. If you're not loud, all kinds of different voices are loud. And what's going to happen is those other voices are going to begin to shape our lives, shape the way that we think. And then all of a sudden, your voice becomes really small. God, I pray that your voice would be the biggest voice in our church. I pray that your voice would be the biggest voice in our lives. I pray that your voice would be the biggest voice in our families. And so God, right now, right now, if our hearts are cluttered with so many things that we can't hear your voice, would you just show us that? Would you remind us there is grace to pressure wash that out of our hearts? There is grace to drive that out so that the Holy Spirit can come and flood our souls there's sin in our lives, there is grace, grace greater than all that sin. And there's forgiveness today so that, God, we can begin to hear your voice and, and be shaped by it. God, as we go on this journey, God, of, over this week, over these seven days, God, it is an amazing thing to think about what could happen if we got, to get, got together next Sunday with every person here today having heard your voice regularly over the previous week. God, it's an awesome thought. What if every person in our church heard from God every day over the next seven days? What a thought. What an idea. And God, that's what you want. You want to talk to us. So God, I pray that we would listen. With every head bowed, with every eye closed, if you're here today and you would say, Mark, I want to hear God speak to me, but I feel like my heart is filled with so many other things. I feel like I am distracted by so many other things. And I want God to remove those distractions out of my heart so I can hear his voice in a fresh and new way. If that's you, raise your hand right now if that's your desire. There's hands are going up all over. Raise your hand high. Raise it up high. Hands are going up right here in the middle, right here on the side. Anybody up? I mean, I, I feel like my heart is full. God, take all of those distractions out. Take it all out so that I can hear. Raise your hand one more time just so I can see it. All over this room. I love it. I love it. All over this hand. God, I want to hear from you. Put your hands down. Put your hands down. Father, I just thank you for every hand that's going up right now. God, that we would hear. God, that we would hear. 
Now I want to ask this question, and only raise your hand, only respond if this is genuinely the cry of your heart. If you're here today and you would say, Mark, I want to hear God speak to me. And whatever he says, pray that I would have the grace to do it. Pray that I would apply what God says to me. Pray that I would be obedient to what he says. Whatever it is, pray that I would do what he says. Would you just raise your hand if that's you right now? Hands are going up all over. I, I want to hear and do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. I, w- I don't want to be just a hearer. I want to be a doer. All over. All over. Amen. Amen. You put your hands down. Now maybe you're here today. Maybe you're here today and you're not a follower of Jesus. And I don't know what you think about Jesus or what you thought before you walked in today about Christianity and how to connect with God. But I want you to know that the truth of the gospel is that God loves you and God created you. He wants a relationship with you. And right now in this room today, right there where you're at, if you ask Jesus to forgive you for your sins, he promises to do it. You have not missed that opportunity. But if you need to make that decision, do not let this opportunity go by. Say, God, today is the day of my salvation. Today is the day when I give my life to you for the very first time. If today you're here today and you want to surrender your life to Jesus for the first time ever, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And these aren't magic words, but this is just me trying to help you express what God might be doing in your life. If you want to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life right now, just pray this prayer with me right there where you're at. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Come into my life and be my Savior and be my Lord. I want to live for you starting right now. Thank you for loving me and dying for me and coming back from the dead for me. I give my life to you today, Jesus. In your name, amen. No one is looking around. No eyes are open. I'm going to count to three. And as soon as I say three, if today is the the very first day you have ever asked Jesus into your heart, if today was indeed the day of your salvation, as soon as I say three, don't even hesitate. Just raise your hand high in the air to say, today I gave my life to Jesus. One, two, three. Raise your hand high right now if you did that today. Raise it up high so I can see it. Today is the day that I gave my life to Jesus for the very first time. Anybody in here, just go ahead and raise your hand. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you God, that you want to speak to us. Jesus is the proof. Left heaven, came here, lived in our place, died, rose again in our place. He's alive right now, wants to speak to us. God, do not let us miss your voice. Let's get so busy, so distracted, we miss the voice of our heavenly Father. That's the best, that's one of the biggest rhythms we need in our life is to hear your voice. So God, as we go on this seven-day soap journey, God, that we would hear and that we would do what you said. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So let's thank God for today. Let's thank God that he wants to speak to us and for what he does in our lives. Now here's the deal. So when you wake up tomorrow, they go online about 6 o'clock in the morning, okay? Uh, in the devotion section of our app. It's free. You don't have to pay anything. You say, Mark, I don't have a smartphone. I'm not going to be able to follow through with that. Okay, well, then here's what you do. That table right out there in the lobby, there's already people there. Just grab one of those Bible reading plans. You don't need a smartphone. You don't need anything like that to hear from God. You just need the scriptures. But if you want some help, we've got it for you out there. Guys, hey, love you all. Thank you so much for coming here today. Can't wait to see you guys next week. You are dismissed. God bless you guys.